podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Tis that time of the season when the ghouls and goblins prowl. Witches ride their broomsticks and bonehead wildcats howl. So scrape your claws together and make some chilling noise for your haunted wildcatters of spooky Bosco boys. The boys are back, and I think this is a long-awaited third appearance for this man. Uh, after doing a lot of deep dives into different individual seasons by K-State quarterbacks, I'm now of the belief that his junior season is the most underrated season by a quarterback in K-State football history. I was on a date with a girl in the summer of of 2017, and she said this man was her celebrity crush. It is the man, the myth, the legend, the Cisco kid himself, Jesse Ertz. Jesse, welcome back to Bosco's Boys, my friend. Wow, man. Every introduction you give is better than the last one. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot of words for, for that introduction. Um, I'm blushing, but I appreciate it. Happy yeah. to be here. Yes, I, I, I want to give a shout out to uh, a girl named Sarah. I would be shocked if she's listening to this, but... Uh, if she is, uh, shout out to you. I'm now interviewing your celebrity crush of summer 2017 for a third time. So shout out to Sarah. Uh, first off, thank you. Thank you for coming back. Obviously, you are now one of the uh, biggest experts in K-State, uh, in the K-State world when it comes to name, image, and likeness. And we're going to talk about Wildcat, Wildcat NIL uh, here in a little bit. But before we do, uh, K-State football is in the midst of a very exciting season. Uh, you know, I, have you called up Adrian Martinez and say, hey, this is how you do the J-hook? You know, he seems to have a J-hook down uh, naturally. I'm not sure if he watched uh, some tutorials from Chocolate Schulte from Burlington, Iowa, or how he exactly uh, learned the J-hook. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's been extremely impressive so far, uh, especially running the ball. Um him and Deuce between the two of them. I mean, we got a pretty good one-two punch, you know, on the ground. Um, I mean, all, all in all, I think that you're only going to see him continue to get better as we already have, but it's been fun to watch. Definitely. So uh, totally different uh, time, you know, like we said, you know, 2017 in my head, I'm like, oh yeah, that was last year. You know, that's, you know, five years ago at this point, but what were bye weeks like, for you back then and uh you know what is the most important thing for a quarterback during that bye week right here right in the middle of the season yeah I mean the bye week is uh is good mentally I think just the stress of the turnaround and you're on a new opponent when you get in the middle of big 12 play I mean you're going to get on a stretch where every team you know is 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 a test every team could potentially beat you if you don't come prepared so to just have a bit of a mental break is awesome you know, Snyder, I'm not going to sit here and complain, but obviously you hear about how difficult his practices and things that were. Um, I mean, we practiced on Saturday that off that, that bye week. So, um, you know, physically, we definitely we, we, we kept at it. We remained a lot of normalcy. But, um, yeah, I think the ability to just kind of put your mind at rest for an extra week and 
and uh, take a little a little break is uh, always pretty beneficial. Awesome. Last thing I'll ask about this current Wildcat team, at least when it comes to the on the field uh, projections, what what do you think this team can do? Can they accomplish uh, what I think all our listeners, you know, we had the bonehead extravaganza prediction show that went for close to three hours. We did a live show on Spotify green room, three hours of bonehead predictions. I think 98% of them were predicting a trip to Arlington that first Saturday in December. Do you think these guys have it in them to make that uh, big 12 title game? I mean, I think it's definitely within reach. I think uh, when you look across the Big 12, I don't think there's – obviously there's some tough teams. I mean, there's a lot of tough teams, and there's a lot of uh, games that you you look and you say, you know, well, that's going to be a test. You can't mark that one as a sure win. Um, but I also don't think when you look at the top, I don't think anybody's unbeatable. I don't think anybody has a, uh, a roster that's just significantly better than ours. Um, you know, we're, we're going to have to – play well when it comes to that time I think Tulane kind of was a punch in the gut from the standpoint of realizing that we're not just going to be better than everybody um you know those the, it was fortunate it was a non-conference game I think you saw the way we've we've rallied since then um it's probably one of those things that you're a little more appreciative at the end of the year that you lost early on and and uh you know kind of got a little bit more of a a benchmark and a reality check Awesome. I'm going to get into asking about Wildcat NIL, but before I do, we have a sponsor that, you know what, based on the NCAA rules, could not get involved with you guys, and that's Manhattan Brewing Company. They're the best brewery in the entire state, and Jesse, if you want the freshest, most delicious beer in the entire state, the next time you're in Manhattan, you go in there, they have 15 beers on tap, get a couple four-packs to go, get Ryan Hennington around, give him a four-pack, say, hey, here you go. A uh, little thank you from me and try them out. I don't know if you're a pumpkin beer fan, but they have my favorite pumpkin beer, the pumpkin batch pumpkin beer. So the next time you're in Manhattan, you have to give that one a try, my friend. I love it. I love it. I uh, I sure will. I've just, just dipped my toes in the pumpkin beer. You know, I'm no expert. I wouldn't know the first thing I was talking about, but um, good, good first experience. So I'll, uh, I'll take your word for it. Yes, they're the real deal. So let's get into Wildcat and NIL. Uh, what made you want to get involved in this? You know, you, you've had a pretty successful career after football and even coaching some young quarterbacks. So what was it about this project that you decided, hey, I want to jump into this world? Yeah, I think um, it was really came out of nowhere, to be honest with you. Um, I live in Kansas City. Um, I do medical sales um, for orthopedics. I've been doing that for four years. I was not looking for, I, and I still do, and I, I wasn't looking for anything new anything like that. I was aware of NIL. Um, it was very, very, very green at that time. There was not a lot of examples of what it was or what it was supposed to be. Um, an, an ex-teammate of mine, Ryan Hennington, who was a senior last year, played linebacker. Uh, I probably kept up with him, you know, once a year, he'd give me a call. He was a quarterback when he was a freshman and I was a senior. So we were in the same room for a year. Uh, so that's, we had a good relationship and kind of mentorship. So that's kind of how we stayed in touch. But uh, he calls me and he says, you know, um, I just had my exit meeting with Coach Kleiman. And, uh, you know, I told him at the end of it, I think you're missing the boat on NIL. And he was like, well, what do you mean, honey? And he's like, I mean, you know, we didn't do a single thing last year as far as name, image, and likeness. And there's other schools that are starting to jump on it. I don't have an answer for you, but 
I think it's pretty obvious if we don't get involved, we're going to get left behind. Whether or not you agree with it or not is the, is the situation. And the people that embrace it are going to benefit from it. And he was like, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know that I see the opportunity here at this point. And they kind of left it off like that. And, um, about two weeks later, he calls Ryan and he's like, you know, I've been thinking what you said. Um, I want you to come back in and let's just talk about, I just want to hear ideas. Let's just talk about this. So Ryan does, um, he, he gives him his few ideas and kind of his talking points as to why he felt the way he did about it. Um, and he was like, yeah, let's, let's keep meeting and just kind of talking about this. And at that point was when he called me, kind of gave me that story and was like, I mean, what do you think? And I was like, man, I just think uh, everything I know it to be is kind of a knockoff agent position where you're hustling deals for kids and trying to make 200 bucks. So like, that's the perception I had. I was like, I, I'm not interested in entertaining that at all, honestly. And he was like, well, I've kind of caught wind that um, there are schools doing it to, to support the entire, I say schools, there are groups doing it to support the entire school. Um, and I was like, well, that's a different concept. I mean, if that's the case, you know, that might be something there. And at this point, collective, the term collectives get thrown around real loosely and um, here and there, and there's not really a definition on it at that point, a fancy little word, but um, I was like, okay, let's, let's talk about some more. So we, we start reaching out to the few schools and places that have somebody doing NIL for their school. And we were just doing zoom calls here and there. And we start picking up information and we started realizing that there, there is a way you can do this. And uh, the vision and the border started getting created and you can actually see what people were trying to build. Um, and then we just kind of went down the rabbit hole and, and uh, it just kept going. So I guess that's the origin story. Yeah, no, I, I love hearing that. And then, uh, the, the latest kind of twist and turn for you guys is just recently you were awarded the preferred collective status with the KSA athletic department. So I saw a, a handful of different things on Twitter. I saw some stuff on your guys' website, but when you boil down to it, what does that even mean? Yeah. Um, it's a great question. And it's a very, very important question. Honestly, um, first and foremost, we, we wanted to be, uh, credible. We wanted to be trusted. We wanted the school support. Um, we wanted to, to be fully transparent with the schools so that we're maintaining compliance, whatever that looked like, whatever they needed from us, we wanted to be able to partner with them and give them that. Um, because it was pretty obvious that no matter how you, uh, who you talk to about this, that's doing it successfully other places, it's very critical that you have one clear stream and avenue to support. Um, the more, miscellaneous different things going on um different uh different modalities different um support structures you know uh different percentages being taken different things like that um it just gets too convoluted and people don't want to have to pick between different groups and, and pick a, uh, pick and choose a favorite so that was pretty important that we narrowed it down um so that was big um we were basically able to partner with Learfield sports and, and, and have marketing with the school. Um, you'll hear us on the radio and we'll be on the jumbotron and do a few different things. So all in all, it's a big step in the right direction to, to solidifying the partnership and, uh, showing all of the supporters, donors, fans, everybody, um, that we have a group and, uh, a credible successful one. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of worry for fans and just, uh, maybe not fans of individual schools, but just fans of college uh, athletics in general are worried about some of these collectives just going 
completely hog wild. So if I'm, if I'm picking up what you're saying and I read a lot of stuff on your guys' website, seems like one of the big pillars for you guys is saying, Hey, look, we are not going to try to play in the gray. We are going to stick by the love of the law, how the NCAA has laid it out. How important is it for you guys to make sure you're never going to get a K-State athlete in hot water or do anything that is going to either get them in trouble or get the athletic department in trouble? And I assume that's a big part of your guys' preferred collective status with the university. Yeah, absolutely. The the first and foremost, you cannot do something that jeopardizes the school. Um, you know, the, the thing about it is the – somebody has to do this. Like it, it needs to be done. The school themselves is not really allowed to control the money and, and do those sort of things. So somebody needed to do this. Um, and, and with that being said, you know, the, the most important thing is that we're, we're making sure everyone involved is doing it in a fashion that's not going to jeopardize eligibility. Um, uh, you know, um, we're not going to get any sort of a, allegations. I, I don't know what exactly terminology to use, but um, we, we don't want to do anything recruiting wise, anything transfer recruiting wise. Um, all those things we're not touching. The, the goal here um, is to support every student athlete at the school. And uh, we're, we're already doing that now. And uh, we, we don't have any interest in kind of, you know, playing the game that I think some people may be doing nationally. For sure. So, what is the aim for your guys' collective to accomplish? I, I think um, amongst K-State fans, big examples of, uh, you know, kind of headline NIL deals. We hear about the Matador Club at Texas Tech, which they're straight up giving 25000 to all the fo- – or 100 football players, 10000 to softball players, 25000 to men's and women's basketball players. We hear about, you know, one specific guy who uh, is signing uh, Miami players – to massive NIL deals, $700,000 in NIL type deals. And we're seeing all these big headlining type stuff. So what are you guys accomplishing? What are you guys doing uh, that, you know, it, it's not getting headline news and Hey, maybe it's for the best that it, it's, it's not uh, getting that type of uh, big publicity. So what do you guys have going on at the Wildcat NIL collective? Yeah. So right now our goal is to be able to raise $5 million annually. That is the number that we're going for. And, and, and that has kind of become a baseline with uh, press releases from several different university athletic departments They, you know, they kind of release the numbers they want to raise for themselves and then what they think that needs to be done um, from their supporters for NIL. Um, with that, we plan to put, you know, and, and a heavy, I say heavy, a little bit heavier emphasis on football, men's and women's basketball, purely because of, just the way in which they they generate more money but um there will be money with every single sport and we've we've pretty much done that up to this point um we haven't gotten to every sport that is we're close but um that that's kind of the underlying the the goal there is is five million um like i said mentioned previously i believe uh, we're a nonprofit. so with that we're able to offer tax deductible opportunities for donors, for supporters, um, all those things have, have been pretty well received. It's a pretty good opportunity to support and get a little bit of value back. Um, but all in all, that's, that's, you know, the rough gist on that. We might get into it a little bit later, but how important was it for you guys to be a nonprofit? And I'll actually kind of, I, I sent you the outline earlier, but how important was it for you guys to 
uh, be a nonprofit. And then I, I, I did your, I looked at your website and I've done independent research because this all has uh, been fascinating to me. You guys are taking a 10% fee and some folks might be listening to this who haven't dove in like, oh, 10%, what's going on here? Well, there's some collectives that are for profit. There are some that are taking 40, sometimes up to 48% uh, fee uh, in some of these NIL deals. So mm -hmm. why was it so important for you guys to do that nonprofit and to, like I said, I, I think 10% is lower than any other collective I've found out there. So why was it important for you guys to be the lowest, not just amongst K-State collectives, but from my research, any sort of you know college athletics collective uh, that I could find? Yeah, well, first of all, um, we're not trying to, you know, squeeze a bunch of money out of this thing and make a bunch of money. I mean, ultimately, we're trying to build something that's here for a long time, that's sustainable. Um, you know, we, we, we really did our best to get these numbers as low as we could. Obviously, everybody we, we work with as far as supporters, as far as um, speaking with people within the school, you know, we want to get the most amount of money we can to the athletes. Um, with that being said, there are certain expenses that we have to do. Um, obviously we have legal representation, um, you know, the website, all that stuff, Learfield, um, you know, we, we have to definitely, uh, fork up some money for, for things with that partnership to get the marketing. But, um, there's things like tax literacy program that we have going on. Um, there's just a bunch of different miscellaneous things that goes into it. Uh, but Ultimately, we're very proud, like you said, about 10%. I, I would be hard-pressed to find anybody that can beat 10%. So that was a, a, a very interesting thing when we started this. And we're new to fundraising, you know. That's not – this isn't my job. This isn't what I was taught to do. So to tell anybody you're taking a percentage period is always a little bit uncomfortable. But, um, you know, we feel pretty good about 10%. That, that's, it's been well-received, and we feel like that's a very fair number. Yes. And, and again, uh, I, I, I've been intrigued by this. Uh, I, I was shocked by seeing some of uh, them, you know, that got a lot of high praise out there. You know, there's athletic articles being, being written by some of them and you dive into it. It's like, Oh, 38%. Oh, 42%, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I, I was happy to see that you guys are at that 10%, but what, you mentioned some of it, the, the website tax literacy, uh, but if you were to get, whether it's, you know, a thousand or a hundred thousand dollar donation, do you guys have like a breakout of, okay, uh, for a thousand dollar donation, we can trace, you know, every dollar and where it goes. And what is that allocation kind of like? Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely, it, I don't know that it's the same every single time for one, we're starting at $0 and we talk about a $5 million goal. Well, when you start at $0, you know, you can't just take a dollar across the board, right? I mean, the, the whole essence of NIL is that someone performs a service to, to earn said um, compensation or however you want to phrase it. So um, we, we've done deals with, with basketball. We've done deals with football. I mean, there's, there's 400 plus athletes. So it's kind of, we're kind of filling up the water glass, so to speak, you know, trying to uh, get everybody involved. Um, 90%, like you said, goes to the athletes. We come to 10%. There are miscellaneous operating fees. Um, you know, it, it's kind of time and place on what those are. I mean, ultimately, you know, there's things that we haven't even done yet, like uh, events. You know, we, we in order to raise money successfully, we need to be able to have events and do different things like that. Um, inside that 10% is pretty difficult to explain because there, there's 
10 different things it could go to. But um, yeah, that's the best answer I could really break it down for you. So. No, I, I appreciate it. And one of the great things about NIL, uh, we saw Deuce Vaughn get a, sh- uh, a deal on Charlie Hustle. He, he had his own Charlie Hustle shirt and they sponsor this show as well. So Jesse, you know, I, I'm sticking this in here. You, you're a stylish guy. I know that, you know that. If you want the best looking officially licensed K-State gear from a local Kansas City company, go on down to the Country Club Plaza, check out their Wildcats uh uh, officially licensed gear. Get yourself a Deuces Loose t-shirt. They also have the Kansas City Landmark stuff and just the classic Kansas City Heart shirts as well. So I had to get that in there as well. Um, so let's yeah. get back. Oh, sorry, didn't mean to cut. Didn't you guys represent Deuce for that deal as well? I believe. Uh, no, oh, which I'll is a good point out. though because no, no, that's okay. That's a good point you bring up. So another thing with this what we do nothing we do is exclusive so um if a kid is from texas a kid's from iowa kids from kansas kids from anywhere and say their hometown wants to do something with nil um you know a restaurant maybe or, or whatever the case may be we absolutely promote that 100 so there is no restrictions uh representation clauses there's nothing like that so um, that's a prime example. You know, the, the overall goal here is that the kids are able to raise as much money um, or, or, or earn as much money, I should say, um, as possible and, and get as many of the opportunities as they can. Well, so. there you go. Another thing that sets you guys apart, because, again, some of the uh, uh, nightmare stories that you've heard with some of these NIL uh, stuff is some of these kids are not only just signing away exclusive rights while they're in college, but even going into eventual professional career so that's another great thing about wildcat nil you guys not being exclusive um you you touched on it a little bit and i i'm happy to hear you know and nil collectives cannot legally be involved in recruitment uh there's stories there's whispers all around college athletics uh but my question to you is how important is it even though you guys are not directly in part of recruiting how important is it for potential recruits for potential transfers to be able to hop on the internet and see, oh, wow, here's a large and healthy, reputable NIL collective at K-State that can help me earn money while I'm a student athlete at Kansas State University. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's the entire thing. Um, Historically, you look at it and you say, what draws a kid to a university? Number one thing is winning, and and that'll, that'll really probably never change. But the other thing was always facilities. Um, fortunately for us at K-State, we have one of the most beautiful places to watch a game, to play a game, to train, to practice. Um, you know, our facilities are there with anybody. But it's kind of like the NFL, and you say, well, why are the college facilities better than NFL facilities? And it's like, well, they pay you to be here. And obviously it's not equivalent or a direct parallel. But, um, I mean, at the end of the day, when, when kids come and they come on their visits – I can tell you with the absolute certainty that the first thing they're asking is what do you guys have in the community as far as NIL activity, what NIL opportunities um, have gone on here. Uh, They want to know those sort of things. And so, yeah, we absolutely make no contact with a high school kid or or college transfer of any sort, but, you know, in a way you you would like to be able to be a formidable, um, reputable NIL university that, you know, someone knows when they, when they're going to come here, that that's the type of support and, uh, you know, opportunity that they're going to get. 
love to hear that. So what has been the biggest success that you guys have had as a collective so far? And what's been the biggest challenge for you guys? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, the biggest success has just been to be able to affect so many kids, honestly. Um, I mean, we've been able to uh, raise a decent, a pretty good amount of money and, and start getting a good amount of, um, you know, uh, for one, I didn't really mention very well, but we, we have, we partner with more nonprofits, local nonprofits. So, um, the kids have done several multiple events, different things of that nature. So this thing extends past just the athletes. I mean, you're, you're making a difference in the community, um, and youth in the community, especially those are a lot of the kids that they're interacting with, but, um, so on that front, I mean, it's, it's serving its purpose, which is the whole point, right? Um, the other thing as far as the struggles, uh, I mean, there is numerous. I mean, this is, uh, it's, it still is very green. It's very new. Um, nobody has a perfect answer to some of the questions um, or more so some of the complaints is better, maybe a better way to put it. Um, you know, there is a lot of bad examples out there of what NIL is not. And not only not what it's, you know, I can sit here and say nicely, oh, that's not what it's supposed to be. No, that there is a couple of rules that are very clear about NAL. Number one is there's no enticing with recruitment, point blank. And number two is that the kids are expected to perform a service to be able to earn compensation. And uh, there's a lot of examples of that where, I mean, one of those two are, are pretty blatantly um, violated. And um, the number one thing I hear is, well, what are, are these guys going to get held accountable? And, you know, the NCAA has said that they're planning on retroactively going and punishing these, these universities, these athletes. Um, but until it happens, obviously, we're kind of, you know, talking in circles. So where, where, uh, where those sort of things happen, it's kind of tough because, you know, your initial complaints are, um, you know, how do we compete with that? And then number two is, is that what you guys are doing? And we're not doing that. But as far as competing with that, um, you know, we've never had the most money at Kansas State. We've we've never had the best recruiting class in the country. Um, we've we've always had a I say we've always had a winning tradition. You know, we've put together a winning tradition the last, you know, 30 years or, or whatever, you know, it is. But um, we just need to support our coaching staff's ability to maintain recruitment and we need to support our athletes um, and the rest will take care of itself and we, we will we'll win games. So. Yeah, no, I love that. So, um, again, it's still in its infancy. And even five years from now, I think in the grand scheme of things, it probably will still be in its infancy. But what do you want to see this collective and what do you want to see Wildcat NIL looking like in five years? Yeah, I mean, um, you'd like to get reoccurring involvement from um, from donors, from supporters, from fans, everybody. And um, you know, you want to continue to grow this thing and what it is and, and grow the support. Um, that opportunity has a very, very high ceiling. I don't know that I can put a number on it, but um, I think you'll see fan engagement uh, look very different. I think you'll see kids staying in college longer, um, you know, especially when you talk about some of the best um, athletes, you know, the, the ability to stay and be able to um, put some money in their pocket and earn some money. Uh, opposed to need into China and, and go to the next level. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of good that can come from this um, and, and will come from this. I mean, there's a reason in which this rule is, you know, changed. So. I'm going to end with 
four kind of more silly questions uh, that you're used to. But before we get to those, if anyone who is listening wants to get involved with Wildcat NIL, if they want to get more information or if they want to donate, uh, what's the best way for them to do so? Yeah, so easiest thing is uh, you can do a, a check written out to Wildcat um, NIL Foundation. Um, the, and the excuse me, the uh, PO box information is on our website at catsnil.com. Um, as well, you can pay online there with a credit card. Um, you know, this is a very important topic. Um, it's not going anywhere. It's here to stay. Um, we're getting traction. We're getting more and more support. Um, I realize that nobody's excited about being first, but we definitely do not want to be last. And um, I think the earlier we get in, the more we're going to reap the benefits. Um, you know, it, it's it's a good thing. It's important to be supporting these players. Um, you know, we're going to get this thing done. We're going to raise the money we talked about. Um, we're going to accomplish all these goals. And, uh, you know, the future is really bright for NIL K-State. For sure. And, and I'm going to – I hope we can get you on again maybe this summer to hear how, uh, you know, rest of this fall and winter went. Uh, and plus the boneheads just love listening to you. I told you before we hit record that out of every time we've had a guest on the show, uh, you're the number two when it comes to downloads. The only person who's ever beat you is Jacob Poland. So uh, speaking of a guy who probably wishes NIL was around when he was playing, uh, yeah. but we're, we're going to end with uh, four kind of fun questions, kind of off the wall questions uh, before we let you go. The first one, I, I started asking some members of the new basketball staff. We had uh, coach uh, Kevin Sutton and Marco Bourne on, just this week. So I'm going to ask you, what color do you like better, lavender or purple? Oh, that's tough. Um, I mean, it's kind of like asking somebody what food would you want to eat the rest of your life? I don't think, uh, I don't think I could commit on lavender, but you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like when mom makes goulash once in a while, you know, kind of like we talked about in the past. Um, you know, I think you got to go with purple, but the, the lavender is a nice, a nice change up, I think. All right. If, if you were going to have to drive in a car from Bangor, Maine to San Diego, California with one former teammate, who is riding shotgun? Oh man. Um, you know, Dalton Eisner comes to mind, but I'm assuming you're going to take a nap at some point. And I'm picturing that moose just rolling over in his seat in the car doing this the whole way down the interstate. So he's up there. Um, man, Morgan Burns is always a great time. Uh, done a lot of road trips and stuff with him. Um, he's right up there. Man, you, you, there's a lot of people on the running here. Um, I'm probably forgetting some. I think I might go with Morgan Burns, honestly. There you be go. to take 24 hours in a car with. So hey, that, that would be a good one. You, you need a little dash cam and, uh, you know, make, make, turn that into your guys' own little podcast. Uh, yeah. the, the third question is if back when you were playing, what would have been the ideal sponsor that you would have wanted, uh, in the NIL era back in the day, what would have been the best sponsor for the Cisco kid? Oh, that's tough. That's tough. Um, I love all food. I don't know. My initial thoughts is what would I do with food? You know, um, those sort of things. I'm kind of a, I love everything. Uh, that's tough. You put me on the spot here. Um, you know, maybe, uh, I hate to pick between my chicken places, but, um, 
I love me some Zaxby's. I think Zaxby's might be up there. See, I, I, I'm a Canes over Zaxby's guys, but but I love them both. I, I do love them both. Yeah, I mean, you're worth splitting hairs here. Um, there's just something about the diversity of the menu. You know, Canes is just like, you know, you know what you're getting and it's it's phenomenal, but, you know, occasionally, you know, I want a little different sauce in there. For sure. So. And then the final question is, you ever get PTSD win on Twitter, it's a third and one or fourth and one, and everyone's yelling quarterback sneak, quarterback sneak, and then the picture of the old clown car rugby car or rugby scrum formation shows up, and then it's right there, you uh, getting your back just demolished by uh, three fullbacks. You ever get yeah. PTSD? Yeah, I mean, not that anyone cares, but, you know, I still got that crick in my neck, and uh, it hasn't come out yet, so um, – I'm waiting on the day in which, you know, I wake up and I turn my head without it popping, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it's hard to argue with success rates. And um, you know, in those moments, the worst part was not the fullbacks, you know, uh, ramming their head into your spine that you didn't even feel. It was more like when they put a car in that, that big, huge clamp and it just compresses it. It was more at the end when your bare shin you know, like your, your shin bones just got someone's face mask on it. And then there's about two to 300 pounders on top of that. Um, it's like the small stuff. And then it's, I always kind of related to, uh, it's a weird, a weird analogy, but it's kind of like Titanic when they're all in the water in the dark, you know, your head smashed, but everyone is in such a tight spot and you're hearing everything. You know, you got guys screaming in the abyss. You got guys yelling my wrist, my wrist, you know, people are cussing. So, um, there was a lot of great memories in those piles, but that was some of the most miserable stuff that, you know, I definitely endured. So, yeah. So, so, so I said there was only four, but, but I am going to ask a follow-up. We, we saw a couple times where there was like a handoff to one of the fullbacks or something weird out of there. How many different plays were there actually in the playbook for that formation? Uh, there was actually some really, really good stuff out of that formation. And, uh, you know, it sounds like I'm kicking the coaching staff, you know, here, but I mean, it's kind of like running fake punts. We had punters that ran four sixes. It was like, man, we, we need to run a fake punt. I mean, we had some great stuff out of that formation. Um, I know that Dan and Dimple pulled it out. I think it was against Navy. Um, and they scored that touchdown, I think, like half the field. Um, when they, they faked the sneak in one of the ends, that crashed down like a tight end that's way out there like blaze game or somebody squirted it out and they popped it over and he just took off for like 50 yards. And that was a good one. Um, we had a really good one where you were down there and you got the ball and you just crunched down. And one of those, one of the wing fullbacks that usually was right in my, my kidney here, he's, he would come a little deeper and you would hit a sweep and everyone's just plunging in there. I mean, you could have scored that from 99 yards away, but, um, yeah, I'd say there were probably four four different pitches out of that. Um, so it's a shame we didn't we didn't get any of this into the game. But yeah, well, you know what? Maybe one day when uh, you give up the NIL collective and uh, you, you're coaching, you know, K State in 2050, you know, Colin Klein has gone off after winning a couple national championships, and they said, you know what? The only guy to keep the tradition going is the Cisco kid. Maybe you can bring those plays back. Shoot, you know that that sounds like a good dream. I don't know that we'll see it, but uh, no, I, I like I like where your head's at. It's a good fantasy to have. <laughs>
for sure. So that's all I had. But I, you know, we always give the guests a fi- final chance to talk to all the boneheads, any K State fans listening. So if you want to plug Wildcat NIL or anything else one more time, uh, now's the time. Yeah. Yeah. www.catsnil.com. Um, you can feel free to reach out to me anytime. It's jesse at catsnil.com. Any questions? Big part of this is education. A big part of this is explaining further in detail what we're doing, um, the opportunities for you to get involved. Um, again, all our information is on the website. Um, if you want to get involved and contribute, we appreciate it. We need this. This is really important. Um, I'm saying this now. It's going to get more and more obvious how important it is. Um, you know, it needs to be done. So go Cats. Let's finish this season strong. we got a great team. Let's support them. And uh, I'm excited for what's ahead. That's awesome. Um, I'm I'm gonna let you know this. I I think this summer, this off season, uh, we're we're gonna have a series of shows for uh, Wildcat uh, Family Feud. So I'm gonna throw this challenge oh, out to you. Be, be thinking of two or three guys with the Wildcat NIL or former teammates. I'll let you either do a former former uh, player. Well, I guess there's so many former players. Another thing about your guys is NIL. We didn't even bring it up or collective yeah. so many former players it's like top yeah. to bottom it's it's basically all former football players yeah um i failed to mention that that's that's probably a really good thing i you brought up so it's uh myself ryan hennington um ross elder who was a safety on the football team brad fulner who uh, was an offensive lineman in the 80s um pierce mcatee who was a basketball player i believe he graduated uh, two years ago um Curry Sexton has now joined us, which has been awesome. Um, so, yeah, it, it, uh, we got uh, several others as well. But um, as far as uh, case to athletes, that's, that's who you're looking at. So um, it's been Perfect. a great group of guys and uh, a lot of good connections. It's um, kept us close to the locker room and stuff. So it's been good. Definitely. So you, you, you'll have to pick a couple of those guys to come up with the uh, Wildcat NIL collective team for the uh, off season family feud competition that we're going to be putting together. So uh, you don't have to pick them yet. Just have it in the back of your mind, be, you know, maybe testing them, have them uh, watch some Steve Harvey clips on Instagram reels or anything like that. So you can uh, take on the crown. I love it. No, that sounds like a great time. We'll, uh, we'll put a team together. Perfect. Well, that's all we have boneheads. Uh, again, check out what we'll have the link to cats uh, in the, uh in the body of this we'll be pimping it out on twitter as well so boneheads we love you guys that's all we have this week we'll be back on monday with the uh live show from this past wednesday on spotify live then hey it's time to get ready for that tcu game so that's all we have and have a good weekend my friends hail to the purple hail to the Wildcat in spirit, wildcat in fight, hail alma mater from sea to sea, onward forever, hail victory. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Fight, UK State Wildcats for Alma mater fights, glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be a fighting.
Podcast Network.